I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello. Welcome. I once again, I'm recording this. Oh, it's a bit windy. Outside, walking down the street, pretending I'm Adam Buxton. Because, for those who remember... In the Rishi Sunak episode, I had to do a little intro apology because I had forgotten to plug my microphone into my computer, and so the entire audio recording on my side was just unbearable. Well, I've done the exact same thing all over again. I've done the exact same thing again. So, I'm really sorry. The audio is absolutely terrible. I understand if you want to click skip. There will be another episode next week. We have already recorded it. I did remember to plug my microphone in. That's it. That's all I have to say. I'm full of shame and regret. As I am most days of my life, to be honest. Every day is chaos. Enjoy! The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. If you're Teresa May and you know it, clap your hands. Different Teresa. <laughs> if you're Mother Teresa and you know it, clap your hands. Well, we get the idea. You know, Do people know that we do that so we're in sync? Have we explained you that? You said the exact same thing last week. You said the literal, word for word, same thing. People might have skipped Rishi. They might have thought they don't like him. So mind People you, might have skipped a lot. People <laughs> might have no longer be listening. <laughs> Can I start with an apology? Yes. I have two apologies I would like to make. Helen apologizes. Oh my God. Let's do the minutes of the meeting. Let's go. <laughs> Number one, I actually think Rishi Sunak's a bastard and I think we were really nice about <gasps> him. <laughs> we were so nice. We were literally like, I'd like to go to the pub with Rishi and just sit down and really get to grips with these ideas. These economic ideas. Also, so I met my friend and she said, you do know... She was like, I know so many people who work in finance who are really bad at maths, but they're just lucky and they're just oh, rich. Really? And, they're just... and so I was going, but he's got a background in the thing that he specialises in. It doesn't mean that he's good at it. Like, I have no evidence that he's good at it. No. So that's my first apology. And I would like to clarify, maybe okay, we great. should put a little disclaimer at the beginning of the episode that's like, in case he becomes mm. prime minister, we do not believe that he's a nice person. I feel like maybe we should just have a disclaimer at the start of every episode. <laughs> It's like, by the way, we don't know what we're we talking don't about. Know what we're going on about? We change our minds. I... is for like entertainment purposes only. Please don't take anything we say seriously, and do your own googling. Do your own googling, as well. Do your I, own like, googling. This podcast has made me realise that my thoughts and feelings and opinions are so fluid. Because we do a we do an episode yeah. on someone and then it's set in stone. But then, you know, I said I quite like Elon Musk. I no longer really like Elon Musk. It just ch- it changes. So what do you do about that? Maybe you shouldn't do a podcast, Tilly. Mm. I've been saying that for years. <laughs> okay, my second apology is I forgot yes. to put the episode out last week. Like I just yes, you to, did. Yeah, I just and I I'll apologise as well because I should have checked. And no. I just thought, do you know what? Let's not no. micromanage Helen. 
That was not on you. That was. I mean, I could have gone on. I could have gone on to like the show and see if the episode was out. I didn't do that. I like that you trusted implicitly that I was going to put it out when the day that it goes out, which is a Tuesday. Mm. But as you will know, it's because you usually do. Is it Tuesday now? Yeah, it got pushed back to Tuesday. Just because we just kept putting it on Tuesday. Yeah. And eventually it was like, let's just make it Tuesday. Make it a choice. Make it a choice. Because it, it always is Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. And even then, I put it out on Wednesday. So maybe what we should do now is we should just make it Wednesday. Because it was Monday, which meant it was Tuesday. Then it was Tuesday, which meant it was Wednesday. So let's no, make let's it Wednesday. No, let's not give up on Tuesday. I think we can work it out. Okay. I think, I think, I think Tuesday's good. We can do okay. it. See, and we're, we're doing this on Wednesday, so. Yeah, so we've got plenty of time. Mm. This is bitching every week. We talk about a different person. We dissect, we divulge, we go wildly off track. And this week... This week we're talking about Theresa May. Mother Theresa. Fucking hell. Mother Theresa. Fuck me. (laughs) Are there not many Theresas? Is that why I keep doing that? Those are the only two that I can think of. It's a nice name, Mm. actually, Theresa, but... Theresa Green. Who's that? I see Theresa Green. Was that a joke? No, no, I know someone called Theresa Green. There's actually someone called Theresa Green. In fact, I think I might know two people called Theresa Green. I see Theresa Green. I think it's a joke yeah. name. Uh, like Icy Wiener. So should I read the Wikipedia? Yeah, let's move on. Mother Mary Theresa Bojux-Hugh, born the 26th of August 1910, died the 5th of September 1997. Honoured in the Catholic Church of St. Theresa of Calcutta, was an Albanian, Indian, Roman Catholic nun and missionary. She was born in Skopje, now the capital of North Macedonia, then part of Kosovo Vilayet and the Ottoman Empire. After living in Skopje for 18 years, she moved to Ireland and then to India, where she lived for most of her life. Get to the evil bits. So there's a whole Wikipedia page. What did she do wrong? Called Criticism of Mother Teresa. Should we, should we skip to that bit? Let's skip to the good parts. I didn't know much about her, really. I just know that all is not as it seems. But I mean, every, mm. like she was just like a figure of like, oh, Mother Teresa, Mother Teresa over here, you know. Like using her as like a joke, almost, of like as like a reference for someone who's very uh, saintly pure but they do say that about a lot of people in like the caring professions that actually you think someone who continuously overextends themselves for other people or someone who paints themselves as someone who does that is actually secretly evil yeah sometimes it can be it can be a form of narcissism can't yeah. it big time and in her case i think she was accused of sort of colonialism essentially right and white saviorism is she white I think she's not, not white. I don't really want to get into it, to be honest. We're not the people to be deciding (laughs) what's white and what isn't white. So, yeah. um, moving on. There there have been people who have, so um, someone wrote a book. Who have have called her that. Yeah. Um, Christopher Hitchens published The Missionary Position, Mother Teresa and the Theory and Practice. I've just realised that. Oh my God. That's hilarious. And uh, someone called Chatterjee, Arup Chatterjee, published the final ver- verdict in 2003, um, which he criticised Theresa. There's a quote somewhere which I think sums it up really well. This is from someone else, an essay called White Women in Racialized Spaces. 
the historian Vijay Prashad said of Mother Teresa, she's the quintessential image of the white woman in the colonies working to save the dark bodies from their own temptations and failures. The Euro-American dominated international media continue to harbour the colonial notion that white peoples are somehow especially endowed with their capacity to create social change. Yeah. It's mad that anyone ever, ever thinks that about white people. Because it's like, we did it. Oh, that fire that I started, I'm the one... I'm the one to put it out. You're the arsonist who, who, who set the fire off. No, but I'm different now. I think I've got all... I Look, I've got a bucket and everything. Oh, we go really far the other way and we go, oh, that situation in Afghanistan looks a bit like it's up to them, really, what happens next. Might just withdraw from that, mm. that one. That's not really anything to do with us. But yeah. right... One of the things she was criticised of, which I can actually really imagine doing. Mm. Oh, God. I know, where am I going with this? She used to give people really bad medical advice. <laughs> okay, so One yeah. of the whole things was that she ran all these, like, hospices and, like, centres for people with, like, AIDS, HIV, leprosy, I think, and other, like, illnesses. And she oh, just yeah, wasn't she, like... <laughs> um, I'm conscious of the fact that you were in the middle of a sentence when we finished. You were like, isn't she? I don't know. Okay, well, for anyone, we just did an edit point because we lost Wi-Fi. So what will have happened is Tilly will have began speaking and then and then we're here. We're where we are. We were talking about um, being medically, giving people medical... Oh, you said you were going to give people bad medical advice, which you probably would. Yeah, because what she used to do was give the wrong treatments to the wrong people. So she'd give, like, antibiotics to someone and then find wow. out they had, like, leprosy. And she'd give everyone cold bath. Like, literally everybody should give them cold bath. Um, Because she clearly didn't know. She just wasn't medically trained, so she didn't know that that makes Mm. people unwell. And that's where I can... That's where I have some empathy, because I can imagine... She means well there, doesn't she? She's trying to care for people. Yeah, but should you be... I don't think you would set up a a whole medical institution. I don't know. I think that's the difference. I think you would maybe give someone advice in line at the shop at the corner shop you might say oh why mm. I used to have a rash a bit mm. like that why don't you try you would do that i would do that that is very me yeah and she used to wash um syringes but in cold water and then reuse them so wow. they're more just completely gross wow what else did she do i think one of the things she was really criticized for is that she would baptize people on their deathbeds and um particularly that man who doesn't like religion what's his mm. name christopher hitchens does he not like religion? No, he doesn't. I'm getting him confused. Who's the who's the God delusion? Uh, that's Richard Dawkins. But Christopher Hitchens didn't like God either. Right, okay. Well, he he sort of wrote about that being very exploitative of people in their hour of need. Getting them on the old... But I was just talking to my flatmates, actually, and they were saying, it's kind of better to be baptising, you know, and then they're going to die, so it doesn't really matter. It's better that than, like, getting them while they're young and then moulding their entire lives around your belief. I can see both sides. Yeah, I guess it's because it's sort of a... You're vulnerable, aren't you, when you're dying? And you you want to believe maybe that you're going to go to a, a better place as opposed to nowhere at all. Um, <laughs> I know I would like to believe that. I'll come to your deathbed and I'll baptise you. Oh, you're not invited. <laughs> <laughs> would that be really annoying? I When I'm dying, I'll see you like two days before. Really, you 
don't want me there. I think it'd be too sad. Oh, yeah, no, let's stop talking about this. This is awful. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I'd... If you wanted me there, I would I would be there when you die. No so way. You know. Absolutely not. Yeah, no, it's too much. Yeah. You'll want your family, you want Matt, you'll want your babies. You won't want me in the corner going, fucking hell, I can't <laughs> believe this. <laughs> I'm fucking fuming, I can't believe this. <laughs> oh, I kind of do. I kind of do. I know what you mean. Well, anyway, she was criticised for that. And um, I think there was a lot of stuff about her, particularly the fact she chose to go to India and do a lot of missionary work and do a lot of mm. conversion-y stuff. People accused her of being cult-like and, yeah. Jared Leto's got a cult at the moment, apparently. Oh, mm. what, what, what's that about? I don't know. I've just seen on TikTok. I haven't actually looked it up. I'd just like to say things without really looking <laughs> them up. Do your own Googling, as we said at the beginning. Do your own Googling. I've heard, I've heard this. Go and, f- go and find out about it if you want. Go look it up. Don't be lazy. <laughs> All right, let's not call everyone lazy. Everyone's like, okay. <laughs> Bye. Um, should we just give everyone some stock bad medical advice right now? I recommend thrush cream yeah. on your chapped hands. Oh, what, really? Oh, is this bad medical advice or is it actually good medical advice? Because I've got chapped it's hands. It's what I do do. But the thing is, the reason I do it is because I'm incredibly prone to getting infected hands. Oh. I don't know if you remember last year how bad my hands were because I was washing yeah. them. Yeah. And I have like a really thin barrier on my hands. Aww. So the pharmacist said... They're just so I delicate. Have... They're just so delicate and feminine. But yeah, she gave me thrush cream and it really works. So oh, shit. that's my bad medical advice. What about you? Well, my good medical advice, seeing as you're... Uh, we're actually just doing good medical advice now. Just um, just don't worry about anything, you know? It's probably fine. Mind over matter. Has the chamomile tea been working for your nightmares? I've had a few... I tell you what, it does make you sleepy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't think it's... I don't think it's decreased the nightmares. I had a right. fucking mad one last night because, because, I had, because I had some beers. I had two beers yesterday. Um, and then some... A leftover Indian takeaway as well so my guts and mind were just churning and I I dreamt that I like crashed to earth in a space pod and it was like 40 years ago oh my gosh yeah like like a TARDIS it was more like a like a ship with other people on it and it was like we'd all crash landed and no one knew what was going on and I didn't either and it didn't make any sense because the messages were distorted because I'd had alcohol so no lessons were learned I had a dream the night before last that I had twins with Steve Spears do you know the actor he was in Upstart Crow oh have you told him no I haven't actually maybe I'll send him a message Mm. but basically he thought I was looking after them I thought he was looking after them I was out I came home (laughs) and the twins were just like they'd just been left for like three days I've had the looking after a baby and I get it wrong dream as well. Oh, I think it's maybe because I watched Killer Nanny and uh, <laughs> Awful. What is it? Well, she's a she's a killer nanny. She's a nanny who's a killer, well, I'm guessing. is she? That's the big question. Ooh. She was accused. She accused. But did she do it? Yeah. <gasps> Have you been listening to Sweet Bobby? No. Is this a, a crime podcast? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm gonna expand on what it's about mm-hmm. or are you just gonna kind of very sensually say Mm-mm. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, you should listen. Mm. 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 It's a good one. Would you ever be a nun? Do you know what? It does sound like a class lifestyle, doesn't it? I'm here with all the women. But I'm celibate. Okay, never mind. Gardening, reading, giving bad medical advice. I really think... I think it's... There was an actress, wasn't there, who... um, She was Elvis's first on-screen kiss. And she's a very beautiful woman. She's a very beautiful actress. And she... After she did that film, she quit Hollywood and became a nun. Wow. I'd be so offended if I was Elvis. I know. Was I that bad? Yeah. No, but just, like, amazing that she was like, nah, actually, I don't want to be rich and famous. I'm going to be a nun. I can see that for you, you know? I mean, sometimes I I, I think about running away from it all. But I'm not self-sufficient mm. enough. No. And it is, I think it's quite, like, you have to sort of be really into God as well. Yeah, you have really got a fancy God, haven't you? When I went to Bruges last mm. year, there's a whole part of, the Bruges, I don't know if anyone's been, but basically there's a part of the city that is specifically just for nuns. And it was created oh. because all the nuns kept being attacked and like all the oh my God. men being awful. So they just made this like walled bit of the city with locked gates that would lock every Nun night. zone. Welcome to the nun zone. But Winston Churchill once went and managed to break in. Because this is the thing, by creating, it's just so classic men by them creating that little walled area actually made them more desirable because it was like the women and the women's bit and everyone would try and break in all the time and fucking weirdos when a postman would come i think something like 16 nuns would need to escort the postman from the gate to like deliver the mail they worked out that's how many nuns it would take to overpower the postman if he got too randy i think that's it and then yeah some nuns worked out their window once and like um i think it was winston churchill was asleep in, like, the garden of the nun bit, and he'd clearly broken in but was, like, drunk or whatever. And it just reminded me so much of Boris Johnson. Don't you think it's exactly the kind of yeah, thing Boris Johnson Yeah, 100%, yeah. And then be like, I didn't know it was against the rules. <laughs> oh, but there's, like, a huge fence, Boris, and it's locked. I didn't, I, I had no idea. I would never, I would never, I would never do it. It wasn't even against the rules at the time. There's electric fences, Boris. Oh, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't notice. Explains his hair. And also, he does model himself off Churchill a lot, doesn't it? So maybe, actually, if Churchill was a big, creepy misogynist trying to break into nunneries, then maybe they are alive. God, it's it's fucking horrible to think that in, like, 80 years, are people going to think about Boris Johnson like they think about Winston Churchill? About him being, like, this... No. I really fucking hope not. Is, the difference is Churchill actually got to lead a coalition government during a war, and he then got to write how successfully that had gone... Boris Johnson cannot write a memoir that says it all went really well. Like, well, someone else could write it for him. I guess I'm just, I'm wondering, history is written by the victors and, like, how much yeah. of, how much is the country going to change? Like, the mm. psyche of the country going to change? And we're going to look back and be like, he was leading us through COVID. He did yeah. the best he could. Oh, God, I hope not. I fucking hope not. And then imagine if that's what your kids are being taught in school. Oh, my <gasps> God! Oh. I'd go to the school anyway. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Oh. I'm getting annoyed about things that aren't happening now. So I'll stop. <laughs> a hypothetical children yeah. being taught that Boris Johnson did a great job. I, I actually don't think that is going to happen. I've got myself worked up now. 
I need to. I just need to close my eyes for a second. Oh, she's gone. I think Theresa May is a bit like you know Band Aid, where it's like Mother that Teresa. Of like yeah, you know. Not Theresa May, because you just said oh, Theresa, Theresa May again. Oh, for God's sake! Oh. I'm trying to present myself as a smart, educated woman, mm. and I just—it's not possible. It's all actually. right. It's all right. It's okay. You're okay. Not possible. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. She's a bit like Band-Aid, because you know that, do they know it's Christmas time at all? That's like very colonial, isn't it? And very like very. white lensy. Yeah. But it also raised a huge amount of money, and that money went towards causes that will have had a personal benefit. Did it though? Because apparently oh, really? none of the money went no. anywhere. Yeah. No. Apparently a lot of it was um, just kept by corrupt governments and didn't actually go... The Band-Aid money? Yep. The Band-Aid money. I'm Googling Band-Aid money. Yeah, Live Aid eventually raised $127 million in famine relief. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. Oh, Geldof was later knighted. Did it go? Where did it go? 100% of the royalties went directly to the Band-Aid Trust. I'm sure Bob will have more to say on the subject, said Vienna. Star. Who's the NSR? Let me f- let me find this because I need to corrupt governments band aid. Uh, okay, okay. I'm gonna find a source that isn't the uh, the Daily Mail. Bob band aid and how the rebels bought their arms. An edition of the BBC World Service program assignment alleging that money in- in- intended for famine relief in Ethiopia in the mid 1980s was used to buy weapons. I give up. Has prompted. Oh, okay, has prompted an angry response from aid campaigners. Okay, so maybe this didn't happen. The suggestion of aid money being devoted to buy arms is palpable nonsense, in the words of Phil Bloomer. It is a disgrace. Okay, so But my knows? question was going to be, and it's a bit like the Stacey Dooley thing, you know, the comic relief segment that she did where she went and was very white in an area mm. that was not white and was like, look how bad it is. And um, David Lammy, I think, came out really strongly and was like, what are you doing? Oh, really? And it's and it sparked a big debate about, is the white saviorism, is there still good happening, even though it's done in a bad way? Or is is it just, it will never, the, the balance will never be? Well, I just think, like, I'm not being funny, but, like, if you don't know that there's, like, famine and poverty in the world, then I, I don't <laughs> fucking know where your head's screwed on at. And I don't really need... I don't think anyone really needs Stacey Dooley and like a full paid up camera crew to go around filming her going, oh, isn't it awful? And like crying. Like I don't, I personally, I'm like, I don't see what that's doing. Like I would rather see like a a documentary that's more focused on the people themselves and what they're doing 
and how they're surviving and how they're struggling rather than it being filtered through I don't know you're looking like you disagree with me no no I'm listening I'm I I I agree see how I interpret neutral as bad that's (laughs) not good not interesting no I was just genuinely thinking because Mm. I was thinking about like the white lens and how isn't it bad that genuinely chill like comic relief will get so many more viewers than a documentary made by the people that it's actually about well but I don't think there's anything wrong with like comic relief like I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that because I think the thing about comic relief is people tune in to watch like the sketches yeah and the, and the funny like celebrity stuff like yeah. I used to love comic relief when I was a kid because like French and Saunders were on it and I loved French and Saunders yeah that's and like true. I think that has value because it's like it's you know raising money by you know I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing yeah and I guess the reason I was raising it is like it's an interesting debate with the Theresa May <laughs> with oh, the Mother Theresa hell. stuff as well the Mother it's Theresa like, May did her good outweigh her colonialism <laughs> I have no idea because I clearly don't know what I'm on about and I just thought that Bob Geldof accidentally sent loads of money to buy guns so I'm not the person to know that but hey I think you are so smart Ah. You are? I'm lazy. I am smart. I'm lazy. I'm lazy. But maybe as well, we don't have to have an opinion. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Maybe yeah. it's okay to be, to be for, for people who know more about it, to decide and for us mm. to just read what they have to say mm. and go, oh, that sounds, that sounds about right. Yeah. Just don't use your own brain. <laughs> That's the message of this podcast. Don't use your own brain. You'll get it wrong. You'll get it wrong. You'll make people angry. Yeah, disengage. That's what I say. Mm. Become a nun. Become a Remove nun. yourself from... Become you know. a nun, but don't give bad medical advice. That is the plan. But do use thrush cream on your hands. Use thrush cream on your hands. Do some gardening. Mm-hmm. Hang out with everyone. There was that... Did you watch that Kathy Book uh, documentary? The the woman... Womanhood documentary? No, I didn't, no. She went to meet a nun. And they just sat and ate biscuits and had like a lovely chat. And she's had a just loved her life. And I was like, oh wow. That sounds really great. Yeah. If I was a man, I'd become a monk, I think. There's this Mm. island just off of Venice where all the monks live in this monastery. Oh, yeah, I bet you'd like that, wouldn't you, you dirty bastard? (laughs) (laughs) Talking about Winston Churchill creeping in the garden. (laughs) You'll be creeping on the monks. Living at large. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, boys, it's me. (laughs) All right, it's me. Well, I think that's that's enough. That's all that, hasn't it? We've done enough. We've done enough for today. We'll be back next week. Who knows with what and who knows on on what day. Which day, yeah, but we'll see you there. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. I'm so sarcastic. I know, yeah. Why did I say that? I do appreciate it. But I was doing like a... Imagine if I was the sort of person who said stuff like that. So don't. Bye. <laughs> Bye. You've been listening to Bitchin' with Tilly Steele and Helen Monks. Our music is by Dave Cribb and our artwork is by Luke W. Robson. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you're enjoying it and do follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We love to hear from you.